Sensors, podcast consumers, welcome to episode 103 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I'm, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And uh, for those of you only listening to the audio, we started very, very late tonight. Uh, so please excuse my ridiculousness with the live feed because there's probably going to be people jumping on and off wondering what the heck's going on. But it happens at times. Sometimes we get started a little late, and that's just part of the game. And when it comes to podcasting, you never know what is going to come up and what's going to be going on in the studio, and today just happened to be one of those days. So that being said, we always kick off every episode with our social plugs. Uh, you can follow us in multiple places, before episodes, during episodes, after episodes, whenever you want, and you, one of the places to do that would be Twitter. Uh, follow our official Twitter account, which is at TellTheWallPod. That's right, at TellTheWallPod. Please, please follow our Twitter account. Uh, you can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at MagicMuppet. Hopefully you weren't following that yesterday when you saw me getting into it with a bunch of white-hooded jackasses on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that was happening, and yes, I said it. It's ridiculous, but it happened. Uh, so, But nonetheless, sometimes it gets a little crazy, but follow at MagicMuppet as well. Of course, you can follow us on Facebook. We're currently live on Facebook right now. Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, please like our page. Check back often for updates. Uh, we are, of course, on YouTube as well. Head on over to YouTube. Search go tell it to the wall. Subscribe to our page. On there, you're going to find uh, all of the videos that, that get recorded and, and go live on Facebook, actually. Uh, then get posted to YouTube as well. So if you're someone that doesn't like to use Facebook, doesn't actually want to catch the videos on Facebook, whatever it might be, you can find them on YouTube. They just won't be live at that time. They're going to be uh, uploaded after the fact, as well as all our beer reviews, uh, some parenting clips, and all kinds of other good stuff. So make sure you are subscribed to our channel on YouTube. And, of course, our website, really my website, but it is the one-stop shop for everything that is Sean O'Rourke and everything Go Tell It to the Wall. That would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Head on over there, bookmark it, check back often. You're actually going to find things that you won't find anywhere else. There's there's pictures up there that don't get posted anywhere else, uh, blog posts, as well as links to all of the things I just mentioned to you, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. So you don't even have to remember those URLs or anything. Just just go to SeanO'RourkeLive.com. If you remember nothing else, remember SeanO'RourkeLive.com. And like I said, bookmark it, check back often. That's going to be your one-stop shop for everything that is Go Tell It to the Wall. And of course, also on SeanO'RourkeLive, Dot com. You will find our Patreon, a link to our Patreon page. Uh, if you are so inclined and have the means to do so, please help us out financially. Every dollar helps. Every little bit helps to keep this studio running, helps to bring in new guests, helps to bring in new concepts, all that good stuff. So please, please help us out on Patreon. Uh, become a patron. You can get all kinds of good perks, good stuff coming your way if, if you just throw us a couple bucks to keep the, the podcast and the studio running. That's right. Uh, and it did start a little bit late tonight. I uh, just had some madness going on in the studio, it, it, and of course, this, this happens at times. Uh, but I actually need to take a moment right now, because today, the day that we're recording this, the day that we're going live on Facebook is July 18th, which, and July 18th, 2019, actually happens to be my fourth four-year wedding anniversary. That's right, four years with my beautiful, fantastic wife who puts up with me on a daily basis. So happy anniversary uh, to my wife, Diana. Uh, and and uh, looking forward to many 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 more years of, of wedded bliss. And fortunately, she w allowed me allowed me. She <laughs> encouraged me to come into the studio tonight. We're actually going to be celebrating our anniversary uh, tomorrow, which will be a Friday. So it was kind of like, ah, I know this is our actual anniversary, but let's just celebrate it on a Friday because it's it's a Friday. It's a weekend. We can kind of <laughs> go a little crazier, I guess. <laughs> go going crazy. That's what happens when you're in your late thirties and you're like going crazy is like having a drink and going to a restaurant. Uh that's going crazy when you're in your late thirties. Uh, but in addition to a happy anniversary to to my my beautiful wife uh, Diana, I do need to also wish a happy 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 anniversary uh, to our very own Bridget and Chris Hassong. That's right, they are celebrating nine years. I believe it's nine years of wedded bliss on this fantastic day. Uh, yes, we 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 are good friends. Uh, we have children that play together. Uh, Bridget and Chris support the podcast astronomically in more ways than I can even explain to you. And we also share a wedding anniversary. So I don't believe that they will be showing up on the live feed tonight. I'm sure they have some plans unless they're doing the same thing. Uh, I did send them a happy anniversary earlier, but I, I didn't. It's I wasn't like, what are your plans tonight? Um, and, and I don't always 
I don't require them to be here because we don't actually pay them. Uh, but in addition, like I said to my wife, happy anniversary to both Bridget and Chris Hassong. Uh, if if you're friends with them on any of the social platforms or, you know, you can even just comment on the video or on the YouTube, whatever it is, wish them a happy anniversary um, and, and thank them for everything they do to keep me in line, to keep Go Tell to the Wall in line, um, because that that's important. Otherwise, I would just be going completely off the rails all the time, and that's probably going to happen tonight because we're getting started late, and ni- n- neither... Bridget or Chris uh, will likely be on the podcast because I'm sure they are celebrating. All right. Uh, Beer this week. Beer this week. I'm excited about this one. Uh, This isn't like a super fancy beer or anything. A lot of times we have like the super fancy IPAs and and everything else. This one is actually a a new brew uh, from Sierra Nevada. I believe they've done it before, but they change it up every year. This is Sierra Nevada Summerfest. It is a crisp lager. This is definitely a warm weather beer, good daytime drinking beer. Comes in about 5.5% alcohol by volume, so it's not super strong, not super light, uh, but it is still tasty. It's tasty, especially for an American lager. I'm not a big lager fan myself, but this one, uh, with the exception of like the hoppier lagers where they throw a little more flavor in there, uh, this one is tasty. Definitely a day drinking beer. Check them out, especially during during the, the heat wave that we're having right now all across the country, and shouldn't be hard to find. It's Sierra Nevada. They have a big distribution, uh, despite the fact that they are still family-owned and operated. I think you can find them pretty much anywhere around the country. Uh, so check out Sierra Nevada Summer Fest. Pick it up for your, for your next little summer barbecue there uh, and enjoy it, because like I said, definitely a hot, hot day beer. But smooth. If you if you like if if you like lagers, you're gonna like it. If you don't like lagers, I still would recommend trying it because it's a it's a tasty lager. It's something something like I said. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna go out to a bar necessarily and and order this one. But if there's a nice cooler of it sitting there next to your barbecue, that that's the way you want to go. That's the direction you want to go uh, with this year Nevada Summerfest. Highly highly recommend it given the the right situation. Mm. Very tasty. All right, let's move on to what's trending on social, things trending on social media right now, things happening, clicking, going off, popping, as the kids say, popping, do the kids still say that? I don't know, I feel like kids were saying that years ago, and I'm just, I'm so behind the curve that I'm like, as the kids say, and kids are like, we don't say that anymore, Sean, we don't. Uh, Yeah, it happens to me quite often. You'd be surprised how often that happens to me. Uh, but trending on social media platforms right now, uh, you probably heard about this one, there was a, a Facebook event created and it was called storm area 51 they can't stop all of us i'm not going to get into area 51 and explain what area 51 is and everything if you don't know what it is just just go look it up Uh, but essentially the important thing is it's a military base it's actually an air force base and there was uh what was the number on it 1.2 million people uh went and said that they will attend this event which will be taking place on september 20th and they are going to storm area 51 and try to see all of the aliens that are supposedly hidden within area 51 yeah here's the thing it's a military base people it's a military base you're gonna die you're gonna get shot and you're gonna die that's what's going to happen. In fact, you can probably go on YouTube and 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 I'm, I know I've seen at least one of these before uh, where someone actually accidentally uh, stumbles onto a military base. You know, uh, if, if you if you've ever lived in San Diego, you you understand and I'm sure other places as well. But you understand how easy that like easily that could happen uh, And near San Diego, just north of San Diego is, is Camp Pendleton, which is a huge Marine base. And you, you drive on a freeway through it, essentially. So you don't realize if you're just driving on some weird road, you you could actually be on a military base. And, of course, they have military police that are going to, uh, at at the very least, escort you out of there. At the very worst, they're going to shoot you. So that's definitely going to happen at Area 51, which is a much more highly classified, 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 uh, classified military base out there in New Mexico. So rest assured, you will be shot. If you start try storming Area 51, it's not going to end well for you. It's just not. Uh, fortunately, it kind of came out. There, there's reports that it is a it's a joke. Uh, somebody was having fun with this. Here, here's the other thing, though. I, we always talk about this with social social trends and social platform trends and kind of what's hot and what's going on. Uh, there's always going to be a few people that don't understand it's a joke. There are. And I hope there that people don't actually show up to Area 51 on September 20th and start storming the base because that that's just not going to end well. It's not going to end well, people. Uh, common sense says we just we don't do that. Uh, and of course, in in true fashion of, of tying everything in, 
with a hashtag that's currently trending on social platforms, including Twitter, uh, and that would be hashtag found at Area 51. Hashtag found at Area 51. God, for the record, you know what, wall fans, common sensors, I just, <laughs> I am not one of those people that usually complains, and I don't use a ton of Twitter. I just, I just, I don't. Uh, but they changed their layout like like on the on the web browser, uh, and it's it's really truly terrible. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. I'm sorry. I'm getting tangented here and complaining about it. It's not something I usually complain about when they move around social platforms, and I rarely use Twitter uh, through an actual web browser. But I do it for the podcast when I when I have stuff up there that I can refer back to. And man, is it annoying. Man, is it annoying. Although I will give this guy Freddie on Twitter, uh, hashtag founded area 51. He just tweeted a photo of Waldo. Where's Waldo, Waldo? Uh, Yeah, maybe you would find him at area 51. Uh, But this one I did enjoy that I saw earlier, and it was, uh, I can't tell you who tweeted it now because this formatting is terrible on the new Twitter website, browser, whatever the hell it is, twitter.com. But it was the clowns from 2016. Uh, hashtag found at Area 51. That one made me laugh out loud, especially because if you remember from our uh, episode 100, uh, we talked about how the creepy clowns were one of the first things in 2016 that that we actually ever talked about on the podcast. So I was like, yes, I hope the creepy clowns are there. Absolutely. That's what it is. Everything's just refreshing on me. Uh, And here we go. All right, moving along here. This one I know you've heard of and you've seen it unless you, you're living under a rock and you absolutely do not use social platforms at all. And even then, I'm sure someone has shown you uh, an image of this. It's the Face app. The Face app, which has apparently been around for almost two years or up like about two years. It's been around since 2017. Just picked up Steam recently. And everyone started using it. Everyone started using it to make... And apparently, it can change your features. Uh, I believe it can do many things, but most people have been using it to make themselves look older. To make themselves look older. I believe it can also change your gender because uh, I was a little freaked out by a friend of mine who had posted on Instagram and had changed his gender. Not that there's anything wrong with changing your gender. It's just it's a friend I've known since we were like 10. And I had to be like, oh, didn't change that much. on. (laughs) Never realized how like similar you could you you look to to this what the face app actually changed it to. Uh, So that I, I believe it can change your gender. Uh, as as well as making you look older or younger, maybe it can do younger too. I'm I'm genuinely not sure uh, what's going on there, but the main thing is people are using it to make themselves look older. Here's the important thing, and we've actually gotten warnings from from multiple places, and in fact, New York Post put out an article yesterday uh, warning people to to be careful using this Face app app, this Face app app. Come on, man, Face app app. It's the Face app. Be careful using it, uh, and because if you actually go through and you read the fine print. The fine print on the user agreement. Uh, it's actually, well, let me let me backtrack a little bit. First off, it's a Russian company that has created this app. Nothing against Russia, but right now maybe we shouldn't just be trusting all of our photos with a Russian company that that makes apps and does things in the digital world. Just just you know, just maybe maybe we back off of that a little, just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, but also on top of that, if you read the fine print on it, the company actually owns all images that get processed through their face app. All images to the point where they can actually, and it stipulates within their user agreement that they can actually use them for advertising and marketing. They can use them however they say they see fit. So all of these stars, all of these stars that are out there using it, famous people uh, that are using the app and have have linked their photos to it, you have essentially just become spokespeople for face app. So keep that in mind because that's just not gonna it's not gonna end well for you. It's not. And, and and I always say this on this podcast. I say it to everyone out there. Don't jump on the bandwagons without understanding what the hell's going on with certain apps. You know, just just don't do it. I I can't stand how much information is just freely given out into the world through all these apps and stuff. In fact, the other day I, sh- I downloaded the the Citizen app. Um, because everyone's like, oh, you got to have the citizen app. It tells you what, you know, when, when there's a crime in your area and gives you warning. Well, I went to, you know, I opened it up after I downloaded it. And of course it's like enable your location. It's like, okay, I get it. Cause this is how it's going to, it's going to know where I am to give me alerts. And the citizen apps only, it's not available in every city in the U S but of course it's available in Los Angeles. Uh, and then it moves on to, well, we need to verify your phone number. And it wanted me to put in my phone number so I could get then get a text message to then ver- like with a verification code to then use the citizen app. And that's I stopped. I was like, no, no. I, every app in the world does not need my phone number. I'm sorry. I, I 
I know certain apps are going to require it, and I've given it to certain apps, but I'm not giving it to an app that is just feeding me information. I'm not doing it. And so I don't have a citizen app. I mean, hopefully people will keep me updated if there's, you know, the serial killer running around the neighborhood. But I just it was too much. I said, nope, that that's too much. I'm giving you too much information for just for you to feed me uh, basic information about what's going on around me. I, I, I can't. I don't. And that's why I never get jump on these like face app and all these other trends and stuff. And it's like, no, why, why am I giving you all this information? You don't need it. You don't need it. Why do you need my phone number? Oh, so you can then sell my phone number and market more crap to me. Yes, that's why you need it. Man. Moving along, trending on social. Uh, hashtag signs, signs when someone is lying. This is, this is trending right now around Twitter and some other platforms. Hashtag signs when someone is lying. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple examples here, but because of the, the ridiculousness that is the Twitter.com website now, it's just really, yeah, no. Uh, this is from Chris Harrigan. Their stories make no sense. Hashtag when signs when someone is lying. Personally, I would say uh, th this one's a slam dunk for me. Uh, hashtag signs when someone is lying. They are orange and they have terrible hair because that son of a bitch is basically lying all the time. But check that one out if you want to get some, some you know, laughs out of it. Of course, people take it a little too seriously, but get some laughs out of that one again. Hashtag uh, signs when someone is lying. That's right. All right. This one I want to get serious uh, for just for a moment. Uh, hashtag send her back is actually currently trending on Twitter as well as other social platforms. And if you're not familiar with this, uh, this is the the freshman congresswoman uh, from from Minneapolis. I believe she's out of she's out of Minnesota. I don't know if it's exactly Minneapolis uh, out of Minnesota uh, has actually been getting a lot of flack from the the orange menace uh, who actually had a, a rally last night where the crowd at his rally started chanting, send her back. Send her back. He did not stop them. He didn't start the chant, but he did not stop them. I, I love how everyone likes to get into semantics. And they're like, well, it was the crowd doing it. The crowd did it. It's not his fault. He didn't say a damn thing. Didn't say a damn thing. And in fact, this has happened before with the late John McCain. Uh, and when he was having a rally, I believe this was back when he was running for president, and he actually stopped the crowd from doing, uh, and I, I can't remember the exact chant they were doing, but a very divisive chant. He stopped them. The Orange Menace doesn't stop this. So you can sit there all day and say that he's not starting it. He's not stoking the flames. We know he's stoking the flames. If you have any common sense, you know that he's stoking the flames. Uh, but he didn't stop it. And that's the bottom line. And unfortunately, a lot of people agree with this. And that's why uh, hashtag send her back is trending uh, on Twitter. Of course, I think it's also being pushed toward trending a little more uh, because people are using it to, to then... Uh, invoke common sense when it comes to this whole controversy around send her back uh, and and the squad as they're they're so called which and I've said it before on this podcast like I, I'm very progressive I, I am and I, I very much like um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, and many of the other men and women that that are doing progressive things within the government however it does get a little ridiculous at times it does it does I like I don't need a tweet every five seconds from every politician I don't want it from the orange menace and I, I don't need it every five seconds from everybody I I I, you know, and, and send me the hate mail, get mad at me, say I'm not progressive enough, whatever it is, uh, go and have those discussions in a parliamentary, parliamentary environment like you're supposed to. Can we stop doing these things on social platforms? Stop. Stop it on social platforms. I'm not saying completely stop. Do some things. Uh, but it's ridiculous because it, it feels to me like bus government business is being done and, and discussed uh, among the people that are making decisions. It's one thing. You know, I'm out here tweeting my support of something. That's one thing. But the people that are actually making this, this, these decisions or having these discussions on a social platform, it, it's getting to be a little too much for me. It's getting to be a little too much for me. Uh, and on that same note, hashtag Rand Paul hates America. People are definitely jumping behind this. And, and I love the people that are. And if you're not familiar with this, Rand Paul actually um, voted against the 9-11 Victims Fund, which strangely, this is not this is a not a bipartisan thing. There, there's a lot of agreement on both sides uh, to, to get these victims uh, the funds that they need for their for their health care. Uh, and apparently Rand Paul was one of the ones that voted against it, made a big show of it. I saw a little bit of the video, made a big show of it. And a lot of people came to his defense. And and I will give you that because uh, they're saying, no, this is giving out money and the, and not cutting it from anywhere else and and uh, and just increasing the deficit. So, of course, he's voting against it. He doesn't he doesn't want to spend the money on it. Here's the thing that that's fine. I could actually see that argument and I could I could understand and listen to that argument if it wasn't coming from somebody 
that actually voted for all of the tax cuts that went out to the wealthy over the past couple years, uh, increasing our deficit exponentially. So you can't you can't have it one way and and not the other. It doesn't work like that. I, I like I said, I will take an argument of like, no, no, we can't spend this money on this. But you're spending money on on rich white dudes. That's what's happening. Rich white dudes, we can spend money on them, uh, but poor people, uh, not even necessarily poor, but heroes that helped during 9-11, during the tragedy that was 9-11, September 11th, 2001, we can't take care of them. It's, it's, it's insulting to me. It's insulting as a human being to, to, to me. Not to me personally. I find it insulting as a human being. I think it's insulting to them. I think it's insulting to anyone who's a human being. We can definitely do this. Definitely do this. Maybe, maybe let's, maybe if Jeff Bezos and Amazon actually paid, I mean, if they paid like 1% in taxes, that would probably cover the entire 9-11 victims fund. I haven't done the math on it. I don't care about policy and everything else, but I guarantee it would put a big chunk in that. 1% taxes instead of negative percent taxes, which is what they paid. They paid nothing. They paid nothing. Uh, this one I do enjoy, and I'm curious how this is going to kind of shake out over the next few months. They're testing it, but Instagram is testing a new thing. Uh, where they hide likes. They're hiding likes in the Instagram feed. Uh, so you don't see the amount of likes on Instagram uh, posts that, that as you're scrolling through Instagram. And their thinking behind this is it's to combat low self-esteem. Uh, and you might think, okay, now we're getting a little crazy and, and everything else. But here, we've I've talked about it many times on the podcast, how social platforms can really be detrimental to your mental health. They can. They can, they can be a bad thing when it comes to your mental health, and your, especially if you uh, suffer from a mental illness. And the reason that they've, they've come out to do this, to combat low self-esteem, is, uh, is because they, they think people are then valuing, they're seeing this, and then they're, they're going, well, I need to do that, or I need to be as good as this. I need to get all of these likes. And anyone that's ever listened to this podcast, even if you've only listened to like one episode, I feel like I say it every single episode. Uh, nobody should be taking their value from from social platforms, from how many likes you get, from how many followers you get. Nobody. Your value is not contingent on social platforms. It has nothing to do with anything. Nothing. Remember the Instagram, uh, the Instagram model or the influencer, whatever the hell influencer. I hate that freaking term, influencer, uh, who had like a million followers and couldn't sell twenty T-shirts. 20 t-shirts couldn't sell them that that's right there is the perfect example of how we can't value ourselves based on social platforms and everyone needs to stop it uh, so i applaud instagram for this i don't know how far this is going to go they're testing it in certain countries and i believe uh, from what i was reading they had already tested it in canada uh, i don't believe they're they're testing it in the u.s just yet i mean we're we're so stuck up here uh, in the united states that uh, people would probably lose their minds I think there would be riots in the streets if, if Instagram changed uh, showing the likes on an Instagram feed. It's just I'm, I just have a feeling there would be riots in the streets over that. Definitely here in Los Angeles because <laughs> in Los Angeles and Southern California, many parts around the country, uh, people take get their value and, and their self-esteem from uh, likes and, and followers and everything else. And none of that's important. It's not. None of it is important. Use the social platforms for fun. Use it to share photos with, you know, uh, with your family. If, if you want to be a political activist, you know, try and do that. But that's the other thing, too. I, I see so many people uh, on the, that are, are political activists. And what they do is, is they post, like, GIFs and memes, you know, on Twitter. And, they, and then they collect followers. And they're like, follow this resistor. But they're not, they're not really doing anything other than posting GIFs and reposting articles. So... What's the point? We're going to see, everyone's going to see this everywhere else. It's great that you're spreading more knowledge, but spread something original. Do something original. Don't just regurgitate the same stuff. Don't just collect followers like it's gold, like your smog sitting on a pile of gold. There's a deep cut for all the Tolkien fans there. Not even that deep cut, just more of a cut for the Tolkien fans, I guess. But don't do it. Don't do it, wall fans. Common sense says we don't take our value from, uh, from social media platforms. We shouldn't. Never should. All right, entertainment news. Let's move on to some entertainment news. Man, oh. I'm crazy excited about this one. Crazy excited about this one. Uh, and I've been excited about it for a while. Uh, just today, no, yesterday. Just yesterday, 
Uh, USA Networks released the the uh, a teaser trailer for Mr. Robot, and we knew this was coming, but we we got final confirmation that the final season will be premiering this fall. Um, and I previously mentioned that the season will take place over Christmas 2015, uh, and I will be absolutely counting down the days until I get to see Elliot again on my television screen. There's Elliot right there for anyone that's watching the live feed now or after the fact. That's my Elliot Alderson uh, Funko Pop. My absolute favorite, probably my favorite television character right now. I probably, I, you know, and I am I'm more of a comedy guy, but I, I, God, Mr. Robot is such a fantastic show. It is such a fantastic show. And they deal with mental health in, in a very, they, it's very well done the way they deal with, with mental illness and mental health. Uh, and, and, and I think it, it can be beneficial to anyone as, as, as much of a dark show as it can be. And I, I don't like dark shows. I don't, I haven't watched the second season of Barry yet because I heard it's darker and I probably will get around to watching it. But sometimes when something's a little too dark, it can, it can trigger me a little bit. And, and I, t I tend to avoid those, but Mr. Robot, just the right amount, just the right amount of, of, of darkness in there, but, but not going over the edge. Uh, and like I said, they, they deal with so, so much subject matter in a great way. It's, it's a fantastic show. Just absolutely fantastic. Um, all right, moving along here. So we got a lot of like geeky news uh, out of uh, coming down right now because Comic-Con uh, just kicked off today, yesterday, yesterday or today. I don't know. All my friends are down there in San Diego. I avoid it like the plague. I don't like crowds like that. The only crowd, all, only long, long, long line I'll wait in with a crowd is on Gate Road going into Burning Man. Outside of that, I don't. I will see those trailers on my on YouTube on my computer. I don't need to go see them in a giant uh, giant auditorium. Uh, but of course, we're getting all kinds of stuff coming out of there. And one of those things would be the uh, the poster for J the Jay and Silent Bob reboot was just revealed this week. It actually features uh, Bluntman and Chronic on the movie poster, uh, and it's actually a a different Chronic. It is it is not the J Muse Chronic, and I'm going to mispronounce her name. Uh, and I can't even think of her first name now, but it is it is the actress who plays Supergirl, uh, I believe, is in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot and is going to be playing Chronic in, in some form or another. But if you're not familiar with the Viewers universe and Blunt Man and Chronic and everything else, this is basically a movie poster uh, poking fun at Hollywood and all the superhero reboots and, and, and everything that goes along with that. Uh, and that's what Kevin Smith is doing here. If, if, if you ever saw Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, this is going along those same lines. It's Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, it's going to be cheese, it's going to be ridiculousness, it's going to be raunchy, uh, and it's going to be fantastic if you're a Kevin Smith fan. And in fact, uh, Smith, Kevin Smith, tweeted out the first trailer this morning and said that he was not going to wait till comic till it was revealed at Comic-Con. He just went ahead and tweeted it out to everybody. Uh, so we got to see that this morning. <laughs> and like I said, glorious, raunchy, star-studded, star -st I like star-studded, you know, comedic stars, uh, and of course Kevin Smith. You can't, you can't, I, listen, I, I love Kevin Smith. I'm an unapologetic Kevin Smith fan. I will be seeing this in the theater. Um, it's, it's coming out this fall. I don't believe we have an actual release date just yet, but it's going to be glorious and I will enjoy it. And I will tell you all about the raunchy jokes. Um, once I actually get to see it in the theater. Speaking of raunchy jokes, uh, AP bio. AP Bio NBC show that was uh, recently canceled actually got revived for a third season. It's getting revived for a third season by NBC Universal. Here's the problem. I will never get to see the damn thing because they are, of course, what wall fans and common censors putting it on the freaking NBC Universal streaming service that I'm not going to pay for. Just not going to do it. So I will never be able to watch this. Uh, never be able to watch this show. And I really enjoyed AP Bio. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I wish they would just left it on network television. Would have been great. I would have enjoyed it there. But now... I will never see the damn thing again. Uh, so, you know, if you're going to be the one, one of those people paying a bunch of money for all these streaming services, let me know how it is because I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm just not doing it. Not doing the 18 different streaming services thing. Uh, I will get cable again before I do that, and I'm not getting cable again, so it's just not happening. I'm going to basically just be able to watch like three shows once all these streaming services come out, and, uh, and I'll watch them all on Netflix and Hulu, and that's going to be it. Nothing else. Nothing else. Or just over the air. It's it's amazing. You can watch stuff. It's amazing. Do you know that you can get television without paying for it? You can get network television without paying for it. I know. Kids these days, they don't realize it. You plug in this thing called an antenna. You plug it into your TV. And shows come on the television. And news. And sporting events. It's fantastic. You should try it sometime. It's fantastic. Uh, speaking of reboots or revivals. 
<laughs> for streaming services. Uh, Gossip Girl is is officially getting a reboot. That's right, Gossip Girl. I believe this was a CW show uh, years ago. I never watched it, uh, but it is getting a, re- a reboot on HBO Max. I really only put the story in here so that I could, again, like last week, go HBO Max. Because that's what we're calling it. HBO Max. You can't just say HBO Max. If you're not doing it right, it's not HBO. It's HBO Max. Uh, but Gossip Girl reboot coming up on there. Uh, like I said, I never watched it, but I have become a fan of Leighton Meester. Leighton Meester, she uh, uh, was one of the main characters on Gossip Girl. I know that for a fact. And she is one of the main characters on Single Parents. And she's fantastic on Single Parents. Uh, and, and I was actually talking to my f- a friend of mine months ago now. And, and she was like, yeah, Leighton Meester. And I was like, I didn't really know who she was. I kind of remember she was on uh, like that Gossip Girl show. which And again, I, I have no shame. I would say, like, yeah, I watched it. It's, this isn't me being like, no, I never watched it. I genuinely never watched it. But I do enjoy Leighton Meester on, on um, Single Parents. Uh, and I know that that show had quite the following. I believe it ran for a while on the CW or whichever channel it was on. So I, I, I believe it had quite the following. So I'm sure uh, they, they will get a, another following and the fans will come back to it on HBO Max. Oh God, I'm just gonna every I'm going to look for a story every episode to say HBO Max. It'll probably sound a little different every time because I always forget. Today I was like, how did I say it before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably a little different every time. Uh, I never promised consistency here at Go Tell It to the Wall. Never have I promised consistency, so we're not going to start now. There's a little consistency now and then. Uh, speaking of more reboots, and this isn't fully a reboot, uh, were you a fan of all those Nickelodeon cartoons like back in the 90s? Uh, Ren and Stimpy, I know it was one of them. I watched a little Ren and Stimpy. Uh, Rugrats, and uh, one of those shows that came out was Rocco's Modern Life. Doug, remember Doug? Watched a little bit of Doug in the 90s. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life was one of the uh, later shows, not when those first animated, like kind of that group of animated shows came on Nickelodeon. It came out a little bit after those. Uh, we got some news from Netflix uh, that they uh, there is a Netflix special coming out uh, called Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling. It's a one-hour special, like I said, going to be on Netflix. It's releasing August 9th. Uh, there's a lot of buzz on this from the base. In fact, I saw a lot of people, even in my own social media feeds, posting about this, um, and, and, uh, and a lot of buzz on this. But it gets me thinking, and I understand. You know, here I am, like Jane Silent Bob reboot. This is gonna be fantastic. I always wonder, can we just leave things alone? Like, why? Can we just maybe make a new animated? I don't know. And it's got enough of a fan base. I'm sure it'll do well. And, and maybe I'll watch it. I wasn't really familiar with Rocco's Modern Life. You know what it was back in the 90s? I don't like gross things. And I feel like Ren and Stimpy and I think Rocco's Modern Life. They kind of like all these gross things. Like, why does this character have to throw up all the time? Like, why? I'm not getting anything out of this. And I think I feel like Rocco's Modern Life was similar to that. In the way that Ren and Stimpy was. Uh, whichever one the cat was. Stimpy, I think. Like, hairballs every five seconds. Like, this is disgusting. I don't want to see this. It's gross. And that's why I never really got into all those. I enjoy some cartoons, but I just I didn't enjoy uh, those Nickelodeon cartoons as much. Like I said, I watched a little Doug. That one was not gross. I, enjoy, I enjoyed that to an extent. Uh, speaking of news out of Comic-Con, this just broke uh, yesterday or today. Uh, we've got confirmation that the Game of Thrones showrunners are not going to Comic-Con. They were originally scheduled to appear at Comic-Con. They are no longer going to Comic-Con. Uh, at all. There is still going to be some cast that is scheduled to go uh, and will be there. I'm sure they're doing a panel down there in San Diego. Uh, and I'm sure this is because Benioff and Weiss are just exhausted. Those are the showrunners for Game of Thrones. I, they got to be exhausted at this point. Uh, I would be. There's so much work went into that. Such a cinematic and, and groundbreaking show. Uh, and then to have it end in a certain way. And I'm not going to get into semantics of like, it was terrible. It wasn't terrible. Whatever. They still put in the work. Whether it was great or terrible, they still put in the work. I'm sure they're freaking tired. They don't want to go down there and have a bunch of fanboys berate them about why they ended Game of Thrones a certain way. I don't blame them. I avoid Comic-Con myself, and I don't get the cushy like green room and everything, of course, but I also don't have to sit in front of a crowd of fanboys and, and get berated about things. So I totally understand. Benioff and Weiss, yeah, go go relax. Get some R&R, man. All that work on that. Ugh. Uh, we were looking at a possible... Blackout of CBS. Blackout of CBS. That's right. If you are a DirecTV or AT&T U-verse 
uh, customer. We're looking at an 11 p.m. deadline on Friday. That would be Friday, July 19th. Uh, if they don't strike a deal with CBS, you will most likely get a blackout of CBS uh, on your cable box, cable thing, whatever it is you do, however you people get your cable channels. Uh, but again, we have this, these amazing things called antennas. If, if CBS gets blacked out on your cable provider, plug in an antenna. Here in Los Angeles, it's channel two. In fact, you can get it you can get high def CBS over the air on channel two here in Los Angeles. So whatever you're, if you're in San Diego, channel eight, unless that changed, I still remember channels from when I was a kid. It's ridiculous. It's still not all of them. Eight, 10 and seven, seven. Yeah. Seven, eight and 10. Those are the big three. And then I can't remember what Fox was. Fox wasn't that big when I was a kid. They, they came up with married, married with children, made them more of a mainstream Network. I'm not talking Fox News either, so nobody send me that freaking hate mail. I'm tired of getting that hate mail. I don't like Fox News either, but I can watch some freaking Fox Sports, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, oh, man. Star Wars. Star Wars. Down there at Comic-Con, actually, uh, Star Wars crew released, and this is for Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, uh, released images of the new Sith Trooper. That's right. Sith Trooper. This thing is all red. It's all red. Uh, so, like I said, this is Star Wars Rise of Skywalker Sith Trooper, or as I like to call it, uh, Disney needs new action figures to sell and make more money. That's all it is. It's just a money grab. So so make sure you get your, your Red Stormtrooper. Uh, I will be selling Red Stormtroopers at my next garage sale. Don't worry about the chipping paint. It's all part of the design. It's all part of the design. Uh, as I head out to every thrift store and buy up all the white Stormtroopers that are sitting there. Red nail polish or something. Spray paint. Ooh, spray paint. That'd be easier. Higher volume. Just like, shh, turn them over. Shh, done. Sith Troopers. Of course, there's some poor cast member that's like doing that in a giant warehouse right now. We didn't sell all these stormtroopers from the last film. Make them red. We'll turn them into Sith Troopers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Freaking Disney, man. Oh, they know what they're doing, but man, are they greedy. They're greedy. Uh, this show I am excited about, speaking of Fox, it's a new show that's going to be on Fox, Fox Network, uh, recently greenlit for Fox uh, and produced by Brad Pitt. That's right, the Brad Pitt. Uh, it's a show called Lego Masters, and it's a competition series. This is a Lego building competition series. Apparently, this has been around for a couple years in the UK, United Kingdom, uh, and like I said, just got greenlit at Fox. Brad Pitt brought it over here uh, to get it on uh, United States television here in, here in the U.S., um, going to be coming to Fox in the fall, and we know it was successful in the UK. I'm sure it will be successful here. I'm a Lego fan myself. I loved Legos as a kid, absolutely loved them, and I'm really excited about this. And I'm not a big fan of reality television, uh, reality competition television. You know, I watch a little. My, my wife enjoys the cooking show, so I watch a little bit with her. But I, I don't go seek it out. This one I'm excited about. I like. I want to see some crazy, crazy, crazy Lego builds, and you know that's what's coming. You know that's what's coming. And speaking of other things I'm excited about, and I think the internet nearly broke this afternoon. I believe I believe it almost crashed. We came close. Uh, and, of course, it was one of, you know, you won't be surprised by who almost crashed it. And that would be Tom Cruise. Uh, so he's working on a new film with Paramount. And Paramount didn't announce that they were going to do anything at Comic-Con for this film. But today, randomly, Tom Cruise showed up to Comic-Con and with him brought the new trailer for Top Gun Maverick. Oh, God, I'm going to enjoy saying that for a couple months, too. Top Gun Maverick. That's right. There's a new Top Gun movie that they've been working on for a little while here, uh, starring the one and only Tom Cruise. I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan. I respect him. I think he's a great actor. You know, I, I'm not a big Scientology fan, so I'm not going to get into semantics. Uh, please, no black helicopter Scientologists. It's fine. I love you, Scientologists. You're fine. I don't want to be one of you, but you're fine. Please don't send people to my house. Uh, so... Brought this trailer to Comic-Con, internet nearly broke, and I'll tell you, I'm kind of excited about it. I am definitely kind of excited about it. I'm not a huge Top Gun fan. I was a Top Gun fan, uh, but any, if anyone that grew up in San Diego, you have like a little soft spot for Top Gun, because it was shot there. And you go around town, and you're like, oh, that was in Top Gun, that was in Top Gun, the Top Gun Flight School. You've been, you know, anyone that's been, uh, especially back when it was still Navy, I believe they still do the air shows, but when I, when I was younger... Uh, Miramar was Navy and they did these big air shows and that's where the Top Gun flight school was literally and they you could go there and see stuff uh, and, you know, I'm sure they weren't showing us everything it was, you know you're not seeing the classified stuff but you got to see buildings and stuff that were in the film it's pretty cool pretty cool so I'm looking forward to that as well 
uh, and and I think all of you should be too. It's just going to be one of those fun, you know, sequel to Top Gun. Who 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 doesn't want to see that? Who doesn't want to see that? Oh man, Disney, 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 Disney. We finally got some more confirmation here. I, I believe I teased this a little bit about the short lines at Disneyland. Uh, and in fact, we got confirmation that these are some of the shortest lines in decades, not years, decades since there have been lines this short at Disneyland, not at Galaxy's Edge. This is at Disneyland within the normal park because a lot of people are going to Galaxy's Edge. So all the lines are short for all of these other rides within the park. Uh, and the amazing thing is, like I said, shortest lines in decades. It's freaking July. This is like the busiest time for Disneyland. It really is. It's the middle of summer, and they still got these short lines. Uh, I might have to head down there to Disneyland with my kids soon just to, to take advantage and actually be able to walk around. I remember, you know, I remember as a kid you could actually walk around Disneyland. And then as I got older, you, like, you couldn't. You try to walk down Main Street, and you're like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You're, walking, you're running into somebody every five seconds. You're just shoulder to shoulder. I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. That's how crazy it gets. That's how absolutely crazy it gets. All right, uh, one more thing before we move on to a little bit of music news here. God, we are going over time this week. I knew this was going to happen because I was so so top-heavy on on things at the top of the, the episode here. Uh, I'm going to say this one more time as far as the Kickstarter goes. Six minutes. We got four days to go on Six Minutes Film, the Kickstarter campaign. Uh, so this will be the last episode that you hear me saying, go on to Kickstarter. Make sure you back the project. I am literally going to finish recording here. I started doing it earlier, but because I was running late, uh, I didn't actually put in my contribution yet, but as soon as I finish recording here, I'm going to uh, get some stuff uploaded, and then I'm going to go and put uh, the official contribution from Go Tell It to the Wall uh, for the six-minute film. Uh, I, again, I'm not going to go into the background. We will go into more of the background once they start production. We're going to work on having Joey Isabel in here uh, to talk about it in studio, uh, and we're going to continue to support them throughout the production process. But please, 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 sometime over the next four days, you got four days to go to help them out, become a producer, uh, get a special thanks you know, mention within the credits of the film. There's Those are things available for you, or just back it because it's a fantastic project, and uh, Go Tell It to the Wall says Common Sense is backing six minutes film so check them out uh big thank you to to joey uh isabel for for putting together such a fantastic project and also for being such a big fan of go tell to the wall and and letting us kind of continue to promote six minutes because i i think it's a fantastic concept i think it's going to be a fantastic film and i look forward to to them getting into production and 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 kind of updating all of you on how that's going uh we'll definitely get news of screenings and all that kind of good stuff out there to everyone especially if you're following our facebook page Facebook page, facebook.com slash go tell us the wall. All right, I got a couple important stories I want to talk about. In fact, I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to save this one. Uh, sorry, guys. Let me make a little note here. I'm going to save Alt Press had a ridiculous article, but we don't have time this week. Uh, last week, I talked about episode one and two. I talked about a new Green Day song that was supposed to be coming out tomorrow, July 19th. New Green Day song. Uh, we actually went on to find out that wasn't true. Kerrang! Kerrang! Magazine actually broke the news, and then like every outlet picked it up. K Rock, which is the main rock station here in Los Angeles, actually picked it up, uh, and that's why we had talked about it. Well, Billy Joel Armstrong came out and said, "No, there isn't a new single coming out on the 19th." However, he did also confirm what something he mentioned a few months ago, which is that they are in studio working on a new album. So there is new music coming down the pipes from Green Day. It's not going to be tomorrow or today, depending when you're listening to this podcast, or a week ago, depending when you're listening to this episode. Uh, we probably have a little bit longer. There is a new Green Day album, uh, and I know Bridget is going to be disappointed but also happy that there's an actual actual album coming out at some point. i got to imagine over the next few months because I feel like they've been in studio for a couple months now. I know these things take time, uh, but I imagine it will be coming out over the next couple months. Another follow-up from last week that I kind of teased at because I saw it right before I was coming in the studio, uh, the Blink-182 Little Wayne tour that was going on uh, their, their performance last Thursday, which I believe was in Virginia, but nobody quote me on that. It was in, it was on the East Coast. And I had said, it sounds like Lil Wayne uh, cut his set short and walked off stage. After I came out of the studio from recording episode one or two, sure enough, we got confirmation uh, that he had walked off stage. He only played for about 20 minutes of his hour-long, what was supposed to be an hour-long set, uh, and did say on stage, uh, this could be my last show. This could be my last show. Uh, so everyone ran with that and said, oh, Little Wayne quitting the tour, blah, blah, blah. Sure enough, the next morning, 
Little Wayne tweets out that he is not quitting the tour. He will be continuing to tour with Blink-182 uh, and also mentioned how much he loves the guys in Blink-182, to which I said, yes, the lawyers called you, Little Wayne, and that's why you're still on the tour. They were like, well, it's going to cost you $20 million to fight this in court, or you can just take your $5 million or whatever. I'm, throwing, I'm pulling numbers out of my ass. Take your $5 million and finish up the tour. So he's finished up the tour. Makes makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, man, gnarly town, gnarly town, gnarly town. This was like a month ago. We're so far behind on this, but I'm actually wearing my nice Rancid shirt. They made this. Uh, Rancid put this design together specifically for gnarly town down there in San Pedro. Uh, a few weeks ago, I, I teased to everyone that, uh, that we were actually, that I was going down there, and sure enough, it was a fantastic show. I will tell you, for those of you that haven't been to uh, San Pedro, it's like, uh, birth 39 or something it's it's like out there and it's literally a peninsula on the water so the one bad thing about it is it got quite cold despite the fact that it was june it was it very warm out but because of the breeze coming off the water and the fact that you're just on a peninsula quite cold out there to the point when i was wearing my my usual dickies jacket uh with, with all my patches on it but i even i was like i might need to grab a sweatshirt and then laura my good friend who was there with me she's usually at we go to all the shows together uh, she actually had a sweatshirt and her jacket on uh, and, and and still could kind of feel the cold coming through. Now, of course, when Rancid went on and we went and got in the pit, I was no longer cold uh, because that that's just the only way to see Rancid is in the pit. You go in the pit. You have some fun. I think I talked about it on the Centibration episode at one point. We had like three pits going on around us. Uh, but m- most importantly, I want to talk about that the actual venue, which was great, just can be cold at times. Uh, the biggest complaint I have is they ran out of beer. They ran out of beer. And here's the thing. I, I love drinking beer. I'm a beer drinker. When I go to festivals, I, I don't heavily drink. You know, uh, if, we go to, if I go to a festival for like six to eight hours, that's usually like three beers at the most for me, maybe even two. And that, that's, if it's three beers, that's because we're seeing like three bands that I absolutely love. And maybe I'm grabbing a beer and going, I'm seeing the band, grabbing a beer, going, seeing the band. I don't drink a ton. But still, I was getting irritated because they started to run out of beer and I almost didn't get a beer uh, toward the end of the evening. And they still had like three bands. There was still two or three bands to go. We're not even talking the last band is about to go. No, no. They ran out of beer. I don't even understand how that happens. So I would highly recommend uh, Gnarly Town Festival, especially if it comes back. This was the the inaugural event down there in San Pedro. Uh, but if it does come back, I would recommend it. Just make sure that they have enough beer for everybody because that's ridiculous. I just I don't even understand how that happens. Uh, and, of course, Pennywise is fantastic. Pennywise and Rancid put on – they just do such a damn good job putting on a show – uh, Tim Armstrong, I've said it before, he looks like he just rolled out of a dumpster and he's hungover, still just kills it once he gets on stage, kills it. And the rest of them are all, I mean, just fantastic. I love Rancid so much. Uh, and Pennywise, I hadn't seen them in years, and they still do a fantastic show. Fletcher, wild man Fletcher, uh, and they sound great, and they, and they put on a good show, and especially down there in Orange County. Man, because they're from Orange County, they got a big following there. In fact, that's why they played, I, I'm pretty sure Orange County is the only place where Pennywise would actually headline over Rancid. And for me personally, like, I love Pennywise. I, I'd be like, no, Rancid should headline. But I understand Pennywise headlining in Orange County because they're so popular. Uh, they're so popular. They have such a big following. And then, of course, last weekend, Dolly Rots went to see Dolly Rots right here at the Hi-Hat in Highland Park, California. Uh, they, they do a fantastic show. If you're not familiar with the Dolly Rots, check them out. Uh, they're definitely poppier compared to, like, your Rancids and your Pennywise, but they're still a fantastic band. Uh, it's a husband and wife that headline the band. Uh, they also have a drummer that plays with them, but they it's all original music. They do such a great job. They do covers as well, but they have albums of original music. Uh, I really enjoy seeing them live. Definitely, definitely, if you are a, a punk rock fan, a pop punk fan, definitely check them out. And we'll say one thing about the Hi-Hat, and I kind of noticed this before, but this one was really bad. They played with a band called Not Your Girlfriends, I'm not recommending that band. If if you like them, that's fine. I'm I'm not recommending that band. Uh, but this, it it's like three three or four girls, and I say girls because they are like 15. They are they are young ladies. They're young young ladies, uh, are are in this dingy club, and I could see the guys like kind of going up and creeping on them and stuff. And in fact, there was another band called the Darts. Lead singer comes out wearing a negligee, like yeah, which is fine. Uh, but every time she kind of moved a certain way, you could see, and I'm talking creepy older guys. You could see them holding up their phone and just snapping pictures. And I wasn't the only one that noticed this. My wife was there with me, noticed it. Uh, some other people who were with there noticed it. And I could see other people noticing that as well. And it's just like, I don't understand. This is not the punk rock culture that I grew up with. It's not. 
Let's get the creepy old dudes out of there. Uh, or creepy old dudes, if you want to watch it, that's fine. But don't get your camera phone up in there and start getting all up in everyone's face in a pervy way. Because that's what was happening on Saturday night. And it was kind of disgusting. It was kind of disgusting. Oh. oh, man. Parenting. Let's move on to some parenting. Parenting and an ice-cold beer stand. That's right. Ice-cold beer. Maybe they had some, some Sierra Nevada Summerfest. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I know you're saying, why is this in parenting? Uh, well, because there was a an 11-year-old in Utah who actually made a sign that said ice cold beer, and he had essentially what is a, you know, what you call a lemonade stand set up, and a big sign that said ice cold beer. Well, this attracted the attention of the authorities, and a couple police officers actually showed up, only to realize that he was selling ice cold root beer. That's right. Ice cold root beer. This genius 11 year old uh, is going to is definitely a future marketing executive. Definitely a future marketing executive because that's going to get cars to stop. I would have stopped. I would have stopped. And then when I was like, oh, it's not real beer. I would have laughed and I would have bought a root beer. It's fantastic. Entrepreneur right there uh, taking us places. Good on you, kid. I hope uh, I hope that that you can continue with these genius marketing ideas because like that's genius marketing. That's this viral marketing stuff. This No. That that's that's how you do marketing. Spent a lot of my career in marketing. Can you tell? Uh, a little news from Target as well. That's right, Target. They have announced a line of Halloween costumes uh, for kids with disabilities. That's right. Again, Halloween costumes for kids with disabilities, uh, specifically and especially kids that are in wheelchairs. So you've always seen videos of you know parents have created crazy costumes for their kids in a wheelchair, you know whatever it might be. Uh, now Target is actually making that easier for parents. Uh, and this goes along the lines with their inclusivity that they have really been been pushing forward for the past few years. They have uh, they have adaptive clothing lines uh, that are for for kids that have a, a disability and and uh, can't button shirts, whatever it might be. Uh, and this goes right along with that. So good on you, Target. I'm happy to see things like this. Uh, and they're currently up for pre-order on Target.com if you're interested. The other thing I really like because when I first saw this, I was like, okay. But they need to have comparable costumes so it's not like, well, here's the costume for the wheelchair kid and here's the costume for – and they're totally – and they actually – they it's very similar costumes. You know, you have a, a fully abled uh, child. It's going to look very similar to, to the child in the wheelchair just with the exception that the wheelchair is a little more covered. But the costume is essentially the same thing, which was also a big good on your target. So I was happy to see that. I uh, got that news from the Mighty actually, but definitely threw it down there into parenting. I'm going to sit on another parenting thing here uh, until next week, too, just because we're running out of time, and that one was going to take a little more time than I had anticipated. Uh, so we'll move along here on to some tech news. That's right, tech news. Elon Musk, that crafty son of a bitch, Elon Musk, he's back in the news. In fact, you know what he's pushing now? Oh, I need to get a sip of my Sierra Nevada Summerfest before I even think about this again. Mm. You know what new invention Elon Musk is pushing? He is working on a, a brain implant. And not a medical brain implant. You know, you think, oh, that's great. Going to help people with, with brain conditions. No, 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 no. He's working on a brain implant that will connect to your smartphone so that you can control your smartphone with your brain. I don't know any more else about this because I'll be honest with all of you out there, wall fans, common sensors. I stopped reading after that because that's weird and freaky and Elon Musk needs to just go away. Just go away. Go do something else. I keep seeing Bridget pop up on the live feed. She will go back and and, and see the happy anniversary that I wished uh, to her and Chris at the top of the uh, at the top of the episode. I'm I'm sure they're doing some anniversarying things or also dealing with with two kids and or could be both. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but she'll see it at the top of the top of the episode there. Uh, I know, right, Bridget? Bridget is on. We don't need brain implants to control your smartphone. Good lord. Uh, and now that you'll go back and you'll see Bridget, but I, I wished both you and Chris, uh, after, of course, I wished Diana a happy anniversary, my wife Diana, I wished you and Chris a, a very, very happy anniversary. Uh, anniversary twins! I put a weird, like, cheesy thumbs up. Actually, I'm very amused that we're anniversary twins. I enjoy that we're anniversary twins. And it's funny because I can never forget Bridget and Chris's anniversary. Like, I can't. We got the same one. Can't forget. Can't do it. Uh, and if I'm gonna have, if I'm gonna share an anniversary with with a set of friends, uh, Bridget and Chris are probably the ones that I want to uh, want to share the anniversary with. All right, moving along in some tech news here. There is a new app that has come out, and it's uh, it's actually 
created by a very young coder programmer who's like 22 or something like that. It's the Do Not Pay app. The Do Not Pay app. This is a genius app that helps helps you cancel uh, after free trials. So I know you're familiar with this. You you sign up for a free trial, like one month free of Netflix or whatever. I'm just pulling that out of my butt. Uh, one month free of, of Spotify. And you got to put in your credit card number. And then they start charging you after a month. And that's the ploy. And I'm not even going to be mad at companies because it's like, you know what? That's fine. But you you also know what happens is people forget that they signed up for these trials. Uh, and then they end up get, starting to get charged after their free month and then never get around to canceling it. Or they realize like two years later and they're like, oh, my God. This app that has come out uh, actually has a credit card number you can use for that first free month. It will recognize it as a credit card number. Uh, however, once the month is up, right, Bridget? This like this was one of the most genius things I had read about in a long time. Uh, once the month is up, it will decline. The credit card will decline. It will also send you an alert saying, you know, your free trial is going to be coming up just in case you want to put another credit card number in there and continue your membership. In addition to that, through the app, you can actually send form letters to companies uh, telling them to cancel your service. All of these are fantastic things. All of these. These are things we need. Elon, brain implants, create useful things like this. God. And now companies are, com I, I guarantee all the companies that do these free trial things are going to be, how do we get around this? <laughs> it's always a back and forth. A little more tech news. Amazon Prime Day. They had a glitch this week. I don't. I don't. Didn't really get anything on Amazon Prime. I feel like my wife ordered a couple things on Prime Day. Uh, they actually had some some items that were listed with a crazy discount. And you're like, yes, that's Prime Day. No, 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 no. Uh, an example of this would be a thirteen thousand dollar camera lens. Thirteen. You, you're hearing that right. Thirteen thousand dollars. Thousand, not hundred. Thousand dollar camera lens listed for ninety four dollars. Ninety four dollars. I'm not going to do the math on that discount, but that's insane. And obviously that was not done on purpose. Now, some of the orders got canceled once Amazon realized that there was a mistake on the listings. Uh, but many of the orders actually did get sent out and people received uh, things. And there were a few things that this happened on, but the, the most ridiculous was a $13,000 thing for $94. There was some like $600 things for $94. But like I said, the most ridiculous was $13,000. Uh, like, like, why do I never catch these things? I always... I'm, and granted, I was not jumping on Amazon for Prime Day and stuff. Why? I never catch these ridiculous things. Why? Can't, why? Why? Just, just let me catch one universe. Just I will talk about it for the rest of my life. I'll tell my grandkids about it. They're like, well, kids, Amazon Prime Day 2020 got me a lens for... Well, I don't know why I went into a southern accent. What just happened? I never even had a grandparent that was southern. So we're going to move on from that. Uh, but if you're one of the people that got that, then then good for you. Uh, Twitter, Twitter has just announced a new feature to their their timeline, their Twitter feeds, whatever it might be, uh, and it's actually hide replies, hide replies. That's right. Uh, so now, if you tweet something out and a bunch of people start replying to you and they get all hateful and bigoted and racist, because that happens a lot on Twitter. Trust me, I know because it happened to me last night. The good thing is, most when I come across these these racist, bigoted, white hooded people on Twitter, they're not very smart. Not very smart. Like I, 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 I said something to somebody and they literally came back and said, they said, and you know, remember when you were in like second grade and you were like, you stink. And the other kid's like, no, no, you stink. Honest to God happened on Twitter last night. A couple times to me, a couple times. And I had to put a couple people in their places and they probably went home and cried in their shotgun and maybe for the good of, nope, nope, stop. Darwinism. Darwinism for the good of our country. Maybe they cried a little bit too much into it and didn't pay attention to what they were doing. Go tall to the wall in no way endorses uh, terrible shotgun use. I don't even know where I was going with that. Uh, but you will be able to, uh, you're going to be able, to, and, and Twitter did this to increase civility on Twitter, which I found uh, very amusing. Good luck with that, Twitter. Jack at Twitter, who's who's good friends with the Orange Menace. Like, what? It, really? You want to increase civility on Twitter? Get rid of the Orange Menace. Civil it's going to go up exponentially at that point. It's going to go up exponentially. Exponentially. I'm not even kidding. All right, I got a couple common sense things here. Uh, Bridget, if you're still on there, I'm curious if, if, if you guys did the same thing. I feel like we had this conversation like four years ago, right around when we were getting married. Uh, there is a wedding photographer who, who went a little viral recently uh, for pointing out that people should not 
be using their phones at a wedding. They should let the wedding photographer uh, take photos uh, for multiple reasons. One of them being because guests should enjoy the wedding. And, and she even says, I'm not going to go through the whole quote. Uh, don't view a, a wedding through an iPhone. She's saying iPhones, but any phone. Don't view a wedding through an iPhone. On top of that, you've I, anyone out there that's been on the internet has seen photos uh, of somebody ruining a fantastic wedding photo that the photographer's trying to take because they jump in front of it with an iPhone. I remember there was one like a year or so ago. First kiss of the bride and groom. Uh, the the professional photographer is trying to uh, trying to take a photo, and somebody jumps literally into the middle of the aisle with an iPhone, and that that's that's their first kiss photo, and. I'm all about that. I'm all about put away your phones. And in fact, we did this for my, my wife and I did this for our wedding, had the the minister, uh, the minister who's ministers, we had two ministers, both good friends of ours, uh, tell everyone to please keep their phones put away and enjoy the wedding. And obviously they pulled out phones for the reception and everything, but the ceremony is the big one. I think have people put their phones away for the ceremony, you know, and, and on top of that, don't go crazy with your phones. I think we're, we're all so enamored with capturing these moments um, that we're not enjoying the moments in the moment. And and that's what's more important here. Capture, you know, capture a little video. Uh, if I'm at a concert, I will take a couple photos here and there, but I'm like, click, and then the phone goes down, or maybe I get like 30 seconds of video of like a really cool song, uh, but I also make sure I'm not blocking people. But but enjoy it in the moment. Enjoy it in the moment. Uh, there is a uh, There is a new cannabis cafe that's opening up soon in West Hollywood. That's right. Uh, and we know these have been coming up for a while, but this one I'm ex- excited about and amused by for multiple reasons. It's actually the guy that started Lowell Farms. Got a Lowell Farms sticker right there on the sticker wall right now. Uh, so you know it's going to be high-quality product going through there. But they do also list that they will have a weed sommelier. You heard that right, a weed sommelier. Uh, yes, dream job, please, right here, weed sommelier. I would not be good at it, though. I'd be going up to tables, and I'd be like, well, this one going to make you want to eat every dish in the restaurant. This one's going to make you want to clean your kitchen corner to corner. This one's going to make you want to sit on the couch and watch eight episodes of The Simpsons. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And I do appreciate I appreciate the differences in, in medical marijuana. I, I do. Trust me. I, I am a proponent of medical marijuana, even recreational marijuana. There are differences. I'm just not enough of an expert to actually be a weed sommelier. And the other thing, if we have freaking water sommeliers, those exist, wall fans and common sensors. We can have weed sommeliers. Let's let's get over ourselves. Uh, suddenly, we're going to go into a little bit of style here. There's a company called Opening Ceremony. They do some collaborations with Vans. I believe we've talked about talked about them before. They actually uh, made some new Vans slip-ons that are made completely from transparent PVC. This is like the stuff that, that pool floats are made out of. Uh, there's a white, a black, a pink, and a sharp green. It's like a neon green. I'm all about this. For my collection, I will probably own a pair of these. However, I will say another thing. There are so many brands of shoes out there that talk about ventilation and, and breathability and everything else. PVC doesn't breathe. These shoes probably not meant to be worn. They will probably sit in my closet if I do get them. And if you're in New York, or if you were in New York today, you might have had a chance to get your hands on some 99-cent Adidas sneakers. That's right. There was a collaboration with Arizona Ice Tea. They had a pop-up store. Uh, Arizona Ice Tea had a pop-up store there in in New York. I believe it was in Manhattan, but I'm not positive exactly where. And if you went in there and bought a 99-cent Arizona Ice Tea, you got a pair of Arizona Ice Tea-themed Adidas sneakers. They're a little ridiculous. They are. Uh, and here's the thing. There was such a crowd at this place that the police had to come and shut it down. So some people got shoes, but... If you weren't there early in the morning, it got shut down. You didn't get any shoes. And, of course, in the ridiculousness that is capitalism and this country, you can currently, if you didn't get a chance to get them for 99 cents, you can currently go on eBay and buy them for around $300. And speaking of ridiculously expensive shoes, apparently there is a rare Nike Moon shoe, which is one of their original shoes. Uh, and I believe it's only one shoe, one shoe, one of original, one of Nike's original shoes, uh, vintage shoe. Is actually expected to snag more than a hundred thousand dollars at a Sotheby's sneaker auction. Hundred thousand dollars for a freaking dirty shoe. Come on, man. I like collecting shoes, but I collect vans, and they cost me forty-two dollars. Sometimes I'll drop fifty bucks on a really nice pair of vans, uh, but about forty-two dollars, or I take myself down to the vans outlet and I get like, like five of them for a hundred bucks. It's amazing. It's amazing. I don't do this expensive shoe stuff. My running shoes, I spend a little more on. My racing shoes and running shoes, you gotta do that. You know, I got a pair of like hundred dollar running shoes and a couple racing flats from from my triathlon days. But come on, hundred hundred thousand dollars for a shoe. Uh, and all again, speaking of ridiculously overpriced shoes, this one I laughed uh, just too much at. 
Big baller brand. We've talked about them. This is LeVar Ball and Lonzo Ball and all that ridiculousness. Uh, I've mentioned them before. We don't talk a lot about them because they are basically the same as the Kardashians, so I prefer not to talk about them a lot. But I did enjoy this one. Big baller brand is currently having a clearance sale. That's right, a clearance sale because they're going out of business. And those sneakers that were at one time listed for $495, uh, you can currently get them for less than $100 because you get a, a $100 deal, which includes uh, a pair of shoes, a hoodie, a t-shirt, and uh, and a pair of socks for $100. That's right. $5 hats, too, if you're interested in getting a uh, big baller brand hat and you want to represent a company that shouldn't have existed in the first place and ran themselves into non-existence because the the owner of the company and the head of the company was a terrible terrible businessman yeah then five bucks pick up pick up a big baller brand hat not me i don't want any of that stuff none of it none of it not for me all right that's gonna do it we're way over time we're way over time anyway uh, again, a very, 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 very happy anniversary to my my beautiful, fantastic, loving wife, Diana. Uh, and, of course, also very happy anniversary to our anniversary twins, uh, the amazing Bridget and Chris Hassong. Happy anniversary to both of you as well. Uh, like I said, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we will be back next week. Same wall place, same wall time. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod or my own personal account at Magic Muppet. And of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall and YouTube. Never forget YouTube. Head on over to YouTube, search go tell to the wall and subscribe to our page. Most importantly, and all inclusive of those things I just mentioned would be Sean O'Rourke live.com bookmark it. Check back often. Uh, stay up to date on everything that is go tell to the wall and everything that is Sean O'Rourke live. Uh, that being said, we will see you next week for episode 104. I am, as always, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>